Hey y'all, hey, welcome back to another Love Law episode. The name of this show is Truth Carpet, where we tell the full truth. Sometimes we tell fibs. Like, I never yeah. tell no fib. Not on the truth carpet. Not on the truth carpet. Mm-mm. I'm just kidding. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode. I am Yaya, the one with her face is turning red because I turn red when I laugh and blush and everything. But I'm on this episode with my best friend. It is I, Mo, to the knee, to the A, yeah. <laughs> to the A. Ah. <laughs> How are you feeling, Moni? Uh, today, I, I'm tired. It's been a long day, but here I am. Here I am, full glam, ready to go. Like, hot damn, okay? <laughs> hot damn, hold, here we go again. Here we go again with another Literally. episode. <laughs> Literally. Here we go again, because once again, this episode downloaded with no sound, which I don't understand because the levels were popping as if there were sounds being recorded. And once again, the content was good. I'm like, I can't laugh the same way that I laughed. I can't tell the same jokes. This is going to have to be authentic. But here we go again. Like I've been told, it happens to the best of them. So maybe that means we're the best. You know, the Nicki Minaj song, I'm the best, be the best. Look, I said it before and I'm gonna say it again. This ain't for the week, y'all. This is not for the week. That's for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. But here we are. Um I'm, I'm I'm even though I'm tired, I'm still I'm in I'm in a good mood. I'm in good spirits. So, you know, I'd rather be just tired because I had a long day opposed to tired because I'm stressed out or I'm down yeah. and out. So I'm not I'm not completely out of it. <laughs> my day just starting earlier than I'm used to, and my body's still getting used to my new schedule and routine, but we we got things to do. Period. <laughs> I'm good that you're not feeling stressed or carrying burdens. Uh I feel I don't I don't feel tired, but like I got a little headache. Not the one that I texted you yesterday. This uh, is like the Google, the Google Doctor Queen, like, and I'm she ain't telling me like I'm a doctor, like I'm gonna be able to f- figure out a diagnosis. Probably allergies. Are you feeling? Are you feeling sinus pressure? Is it a migraine? Is it pounding? Like, I, why am I asking these questions? I said I feel like stars in my head, <laughs> and I'm like black spots. Like, are you seeing black spots? That's something else. I've heard of it before, but I'm like, she don't even know what she's talking about. I said, yeah, I don't know. I just it just feels weird that's one thing I hate about going to the doctor like when they actually was wrong I can't really explain it I just know what I feel it don't feel normal it feels abnormal Help me. like ma'am we need you to go home there's nothing wrong with you they do <laughs> my $15 copay okay hey, stop giving me stop giving me the $15 copay <laughs> I, I I can diagnose you need to lay down <laughs> lay down drink some water did you drink some water today did you eat Good. Yes, now lay, now lay down. <laughs> yeah, I had more than sixteen ounces today. Wow, I know. <laughs> Did you make it to twenty? Yes. Okay, that's good. I had three thirty-two ounce bottles. Oh, go ahead, yeah. water. What a girl. Go go go. <laughs> that's how I do. <laughs> I'm doing so. Aside from that, um, I'm doing pretty good feeling really excited it's Virgo season 
Okay. Shout out to primarily me, but to you too, because you got Virgo in your chart. So I do. Yes. Yeah. So shout out to me right now. I'm just feeling like I'm like organizing my life. I bought a new um calendar from Target. It was on sale. Like you know the the medium size wall calendar, it had it for six dollars. I didn't care about the colors or nothing. I was like six dollars. I'm getting that. Yes, okay. I need that. I need one for my desk, not on the wall. Just lay flat on my desk. And when I look down, I'm like, yes, no, this is lit. I need I need that ASAP. Yeah, I like to I like to see everything flat out. Um, if I could have one with podcasting schedule dates like with my friends and stuff like things that I'm supposed to do outside of work and my mm-hmm. work schedule all in one thing. That would be great because I literally was supposed to have an appointment for something else tomorrow. And then I was like, oh, sorry, can't do that. That's after work hours technically. So this comes first because I can't do that. Oops. So like my bad. (laughs) Double booked. Right. Triple booked. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is a priority right here. So it's good for me organization wise to have everything on one calendar. And then I was organizing my gym calendar. I got like this uh, glass eraser like you could use the expo marker kind of thing calendars that's specifically for my pilates and planet fitness gym sessions that i was organizing so even that like helps me because i feel like when i'm unorganized or my room is a mess i feel like my brain is cluttered so i'm really like cleaning house like i i tweeted the other day i'm literally on dnd all weekend do not disturb me i'm in the bed in the house doing chores the whole weekend I okay. literally just saw a post before we got on. It was basically saying, like, your space is your sanctuary. Take care of it as such. Because if it's not taken care of, you're not taken care of. And it has a big effect on your mental health and how you're feeling. I'm like, I just need a bigger room. How do I make my room bigger? Yeah. <laughs> I need bigger. I need a bigger room. I'm like, I be feeling claustrophobic sometimes that I got, like, stacks of, like, it's neat. But it's just a lot of stuff. And I'm like, well, you could get rid of your stuff. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I've gotten rid of some things, and it feels a little bit more spacious. But at the same time, it's just like, I need a bigger closet, you know, that I could walk into. Then all my stuff would fit. And I wouldn't have had this issue about needing more space. <laughs> I thought that would be true for me. Not for you, but for me. Because I remember, like, where I used to live, I thought the same thing. Oh, I just need more closet. Now I got this size closet that I have now and now I'm still saying again I need more stuff I just don't know how to like I know how to get rid of stuff but it's just like I accumulate faster than what I'm getting rid of I still got this duffel bag right here on the side of me that needs to be given away to somebody so it's hard oh I forgot you already said that you don't want to take it to the the thrift store because you want to make sure people taking care of it when they get it I'm just gonna be like go drop that stuff off no, no, some stuff, some stuff needs to be given to, th- I didn't even think of thrift store. I was thinking like, I don't know what I was thinking, but <laughs> some of that stuff could go, but there are just, I think two things that I wanted to see if I could sell. That's the only reason why it's still sitting there. Cause I only wore it maybe twice, like each, mm. twice, but sense. I'm I actually been losing weight. So I might be able to fit them. <laughs> Come on, losing weight, squeeze on back in that thing. Like, <laughs> is there anything else? Is there anything else you want to share for our check-in before we move on to your run zoom? No, but now you got me thinking how I'd be annoyed that I got to go under the bed to get clothes. <laughs> go under the bed to get my bras and my shoes. And That's bed. what I'm saying. All my, all my workout, I mean, it's organized. All my workout clothes under the bed. And I'd be like, do I really want to go under the bed to get my workout clothes? 
<sighs> Anywho, that's here nor there. <laughs> under bed is for seasonal clothes, like big old coats for the winter. That's what the under the bed is for. And that's stuff I want to wear all the time. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to take us into the rundown. So today on this here episode, we are starting out in our icebreaker with a loud, loud spelling B. I'm gonna say some words. Y'all y'all gonna spell them. Y'all y'all gonna say some words. I'm gonna spell them. We're gonna see. We're gonna get these things right. Again. <laughs> then heading over into suite two two three, I'm going to be sharing a piece that I wrote back in high school, a little sentimental something to uh from my heart that I'm going to share with y'all. So make sure you tune into suite two two three for that. Then heading over into the hot topic segment, Yaya and I are going to be sharing the story of our writer's journey and who we are as writers and what we love about writing, maybe what we don't like about writing. Do we have you know, routines to get into our writing. Just jump into the segments to learn all there is to know about Love Loud and our writing styles, okay? Yeah. And then in our dorm story segment, we are joined by child author, author, oh my goodness, tongue twister. We are joined by child author Tyler Blue, who is going to tell us about his book, A Rainy Day. Super excited to have this conversation with him. He's a very, 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 very intelligent young man. And you are definitely going to want to tune into this dorm story segment to get the tea all about him. Then moving on into our announcement segment, we have the community news, y'all, where you know you get to find out all the information that you need that's going on in the Love Loud community, okay? Everything you need to know is all the way at the end. So make sure you tune in all the way to the end so you don't miss out on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So that is the rundown. And now we're going to head on over into the icebreaker. Let's do it. I wish I had some eyes. It's, I'm hot. Oh. <laughs> it's hot up in here. But I got to keep on all my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to break some ice with your besties, yeah, and Moni, and mm -hmm. we are gonna play a game called Aquila and Nibby. And if I you don't, don't... You go ahead, go ahead. If you don't know what Aquila and Nibby is, that means you can't be our friend because you're probably too young. But Aquila and the Bee basically was a movie where a girl was like a spell and be wizard. So Moni and I are going to say some words to each other and have each other spell it and we're going to see who does the best at this spelling bee contest okay yes yes, yes. i made a i don't know if people call it the killing and bee i just want to say that because i like that movie it's just called a spelling bee that that's it it's by the way it was starring kiki palmer for all the the young listeners out there <laughs> yeah go look it up the killing and bee if you haven't seen it yeah kiki keep a bag <laughs> stay with a bag Okay, so you want to go first or me go first? Who's going to go first? I I will. I think my brain is up enough, but we shall see. <clears throat> I will go first. Okay, so I'm the I'm the person telling you the words. Yes, and, and I'm spelling it. I'm the okay. spelling beer. Okay, <laughs> so the first word has to do with body parts. Okay, a sea creature. The word is tentacles. Tentacles. Yes, Ten girl. Oh, Lord. Tentacles. Okay. Tentacles. T-E-N-T-I-C-L-E-S. Tentacles. 
so close. And that's the same way I spelt it when I was Googling the word, right? That's not but how you spell tentacles? The I is an A. So it's T-E-N-T-A-C-L-E-S. Tentacle. I think because we thinking. Tentacle, but tentacle. I thought that was crazy too. That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> All right, next word. In order to get around, we use these types of mobilities. Vehicle. How do you spell vehicle? How do you spell vehicle? Can you say it properly, please? Vehicle. <laughs> vehicle is vehicle. spelled vehicle. V E H I C L E. Vehicle. Yes, girl. V yes. Vehicle. Vehicle. American language. <laughs> okay. When you take your vehicle and you drive down the street, you're going to go see Bay. You want to go a little fast. You go down the street. How do you spell? I'm going to not just ask. That is not a word. That is, is that really the word? You want me to spell skirt, skirt? Yeah, please spell skirt, skirt. S K R R T S K R R T skirt. Yes, yes. Skirt, skirt. That is. That used to be my favorite ad lib, yo. When music is skirt, skirt. Okay. This word or phrase means no worries. Hakuna matata. I know why you're looking at me like that. Because is... I said no French. <laughs> okay, do you want me to pick another word? Hakuna Matata. I will try my best. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful What's phrase. 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 P-H-R-A-S-E. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, right. okay. Oh, okay. Wait, say it again. <laughs> Nah, I can't say that. You want me to, you want me to like say how it's spelled or Hakuna, say it? no Hakuna Matata H A K U N A M A T T A or T A T T A. It's the T one T. So, but the rest is right. <laughs> yes. Good job. I'll give you a good job because I told you no French, so I, I know that's probably why you made that thing. Spell bonjour. I'm scared to give you my next word. All right. What's bonjour. B-O-N-J-O-U-R. Did you say A? No, J. Oh, yes. That is how you know how to. She better know how to spell bonjour. I send that word damn near every morning. All right, I'm gonna give you a different word because you're not gonna like the next word that I have. Because it's not a real word, is it? It is a real. Okay, if it's a real word, word, give it to me. All right, Abu Dhabi. The place. Mm-hmm. Okay, Abu Dhabi. A B U. Yes. D H A B I. Yeah. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I gave you that word because I couldn't spell it when I was trying to look it up. <laughs> it's like Abu Da, Abu Da. <laughs> Abu Da, Abu Da. Good job, Moni. You got only one wrong when you misspelled it by one letter. 
Okay. Alrighty. <clears throat> your turn, Ms. Love. Alright, so your first word is when you cannot believe something has happened to you and you get a little nervous about it, you want to hide. Your word is embarrassed. Oh god, okay. <clears throat> embarrassed. E M B A R R A S S E D. Embarrassed. Yeah. Yes. Come through, honey. Embarrassed. Thank you. That All was right. giving me that was giving me uh, housewives of uh dang, what's the ones in the DMV area? Like the way that you just said that. I mean, <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Whew. All right, next one. See, this person not your friend, but they might be your coworker. So you just call them an acquaintance. A Q U. Wait, acquaintance or acquainted? Like the person. Acquaintance. Your acquaintance. A Q U. A. I-N-T-A-N-C-E. Ah. Okay. <laughs> you forgot the C before the Q. All the other letters were right. It's A-C-Q-U-A-N. Oh, wow. Okay. Acquaintance. Okay. All right. Dare me up with that. Spell <laughs> <No> check. <laughs> All right. So this word is something that is small. Another word for small, minor. Your word is minuscule. No. Your word is minuscule. Minuscule. Hey, Siri. At least I think that's what that means. I think I'm using the right definition. Hold on. Okay. Let me check. In the meantime, you spell the word. Minuscule. Minuscule. M-I-N. So I'm thinking small, so it's mini. M-I-N-I. Skill. Is it like a muscle or S C L E? M I N I S C L E. Final answer. That is not the answer, no. but I also want to tell you the definition. Oh, yes, I was right. Minuscule is extremely small, tiny. Minuscule is spelled M I N U. Oh. S C U L E. Minuscule. Oh, dang. The English tongue. The American <laughs> tongue. The American tongue. All right. And then we have your next word. Um, I don't have a sentence for this. Your word is liaison. Bro, is that because you're back in, in your job? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that. Lee A. Liaison. Yes, liaison. That's how you spell it. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that. L E I L E A A S O N. I don't know, girl. Spell it one more time. I got a lot of letters in there. You said L L E I A S O N. You was close, girl. There is no E. It's just L I A I S O N. Lie. L I the Lee A A I Zon. S O N. Liaison. Wow. I suck. 
I don't. I really don't know the definition of that word. I just know how to use it. I'm the liaison between <laughs> the middleman, right? The person in the middle. All right, last word. Last word. All right. Uh, I have a survey for you, so I need you to fill out this questionnaire. Questionnaire is your word. Q. The face of just me. Q U E. I was about to say Q U S. <laughs> Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-N-A-I-R-E. Yes! That is how you spell questionnaire. Ding, 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 ding. But I think I got more words right than you. You got, what? No, you got embarrassed. You got embarrassed. You got <laughs> one wrong. You got one wrong. And I gave you Hakuna Matata because you added the extra T. So you got three and a half right. You I got, got one right. right. Oh, one. You didn't get acquaintance because you forgot the C. You didn't get minuscule because you put a U instead of a, I mean, a I instead of a U. Liaison, you added an E. Oh, no, you got two. You spelled questionnaire right. You got two. So I got questionnaire what? Embarrassed. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Woo. We made it. We broke we the ice. It. We made it. We broke the ice. And now it is time to head on over into sweet two two three hey y'all welcome to sweet two two three today i'm going to be giving you a blast from the past a poem that i wrote back in high school from a collection of poems that i wrote called a teenage heart in which none of the poems actually have a name. So today I will be reciting poem number five. I woke up this morning happy to be alive, relieved to open my eyes because I know life has many battles, but I fight them every time I'm able to get through the day. Pray and it shall be done. That's what I was told, so I pray. Ask the questions that remain unanswered to give me a sign. Like when I cried about having no shoes and saw a man with no feet. Choirs sing to heavens and open the gates. Angels come down to lift me and take me off my feet. See, now I understand I'm free. Just like in a dream, I can do whatever, but maybe this is a dream and I can't wake up. Tears fall like rain. And I stand only to be left dry, walking towards an unknown place. I began to walk in the sand, but yet... I'm by myself, at least that's what's believed. Open waters, beautiful and calm, but there's footprints alongside mine. I wanted to cry, but instead I smiled. A light shines from the sky, the wind sings lyrics of the soul, it soothes me. I don't know where I am, where I'm going, I pray on it. Left to be lifted in hard times, I fly. And you that is poem number five. <laughs> Yes, fly, 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 and stay fly while you fly. That is poem number five. That poem makes me think of just being grateful for whatever you have, wherever you are in life. Um, I hate to like compare it to the fact that some there's somebody else that has less than you and may not have what you have, but just even that aside, like just being gracious, like grateful sorry be grateful for what you have because you could not have it mm -hmm. or you may not have it or there was a time when you prayed for um 
where you are now. So just be grateful for the presence. Yes, absolutely. And per usual, I don't remember what I was going through at the time, but I think for me, it's the fact that it still hits and it still resonates. But there's a lot of pieces of that that has my um, my great grandmother infused in there. So I wouldn't be surprised if I wrote this around the time that she passed away. My grandmother, great grandmother, passed away when I was 16. So, um, and I definitely heard her say before, you know. I once cried about having no shoes until I saw a man with no feet. Um, and it just taught me about being grateful because she used to call me and my sisters poor little rich girls. Like <laughs> that oh was her God. that was her nickname for us. Um, so even reading it back, it's a reminder to me, like just to be grateful, but also understand that I'm not always by myself. Like I have angels protecting me and keeping me lifted in my hard times and like when we when we pray for certain things or we want to call it manifesting for certain things, but just like making sure that we're putting in that work in order for the things that we want to have in our lives and not expecting it to just happen. Like things are going to come with the struggle. It's not yeah. a matter of just wanting it to happen and then one day it's going to land in your lap. A million dollars, please. Right. <laughs> I would, like, if only it was that easy. I wish I had a money tree buried outside. I could go pick my hundreds right off the right off the branches. But... This world would be so crazy if that. Would be, be so I have people trying to climb over my uh, climb up my fence. Shoot, get out of my yard. <laughs> crazy stuff though. But um, yeah, it's just a it's just a reminder of being grateful, but also realizing that I'm never really alone, even when I am by myself in solitude. There's yeah. always something or someone however you want to put it that's with me um there was i've always i know everybody some somewhere somehow in the in the black family household there that was that picture the footprints in in the yep. sand yep. <laughs> the footprints poem <laughs> my Every, had that picture <laughs> yes so that's where i got that from too like just that reminder like you're always protected even even from things that you can't see or you don't know what's coming there's always protection with you and around you so in hard times like I'm, I'm lifted. Even when I feel like I can't lift myself, like if I feel like the burdens or whatever is on me is too heavy, there's always going to be a way to make that lighter. Mm -hmm. I might not see it right away, but yeah, grateful <laughs> for my ancestors. Amen. <laughs> As you spoke, it was funny hearing the sayings that you said your great grandma said because it's like, did every black family <laughs> thing down? Because I definitely remember, and I hated it. Um, my family used to say that me and my cousins were the rich kids on the poor block and it like but it was like attached to like y'all so y'all um like, oh. yeah spoiled kids so that's why I didn't like it but growing up I saw like what they meant because I didn't see that we were like I didn't think that we were like less than or I felt like we were rich like you know mm -hmm. so but now I'm like oh like my mom will really uh, take from Peter to give it to Paul mm -hmm. um, and then the saying when I was a kid I did not understand what it meant to um, <clears throat> the guy without the without the foot or something like that like I thought it was literal like oh God don't got no foot that's why he ain't got no shoe <laughs> what that got to do with me but I cried about having no shoes until I saw a man with no feet yeah but like as a kid I'm like okay like <laughs> That ain't got nothing to do with me. So it's like, the, you know, like, as what I'm saying is that as an adult, things hit different. Yeah, as a kid, you're like, okay, he can't wear shoes, no way. I right, <laughs> right. It's, it's like, oh, you didn't mean that literally. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs>
But yeah, thank you for sharing your piece with us at Sweet 223. Yes, yes, absolutely. I hope that hit for somebody because now we about to head into another segment, which is Hot Topics. It'll do. I think Zoom is messing you up, but I'm going I'm to give it a pass. It's not Zoom. It's allergy <laughs> season. <laughs> My throat is not clear. It's not Zoom. All right, but, all right, all right. Allergy season. There's some phlegm in my throat. It sounds so disgusting. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> like, what is phlegm? It's the mucus. That's okay, like... I didn't... I, mm, okay. Oh, I thought you didn't know. <laughs> Let's go to Sweet Tooth. I mean, <laughs> let me just stop talking. <laughs> Where we going, Moni? A thudel. I cannot. Let's go. Hey, y'all. We are now in our hot topic segment, just in case you skip, skip to your loo to this segment <laughs> money and i are talking about writing if you didn't know we um we have two books that we self-published two poetry books mm -hmm. um self-named love loud and we're going to talk a little bit about that but separate from ourselves who is money as a writer who is Jaya as a writer how did you know you were a writer etc so etc 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 how do you spell that ETC. ETC dot. I don't know how to spell the whole thing. But ETC. when does when does it ever need to be spelled? Right. All right. Moving on. All right. So let's get into our hot topic segment. Um, Moni, if somebody was to ask you what was the beginning of your love loud journey regarding like the poetry books, what would you say? It would take me back to 2016 when Yaya called me and was like hey remember we've been talking about all them poems and stuff that we had when we was writing when we was back up in college <laughs> <laughs> you want to go ahead and make that book and I was down I was like uh yeah of course so that's that's really where where it started for me um because I definitely I don't know. I don't. I, maybe you pushed me to do it because I had thought about it. Just like, uh, do I have the time really? But I think like you putting it in my ear, and I was like, you know what? I've been thinking about it. She mentioned it. Why not? Um, and then just the fuel behind that, just to finally start it and get it done, and doing the research on how to publish a book, how to make a website. Oh, we're gonna do these promo pins. Where we gonna get the pins from to promote the page. We gotta make an Instagram page to promote the business. We gotta make an email address. Like that was us deciding to make that poetry book was literally the jump start of what Love Loud is today. Um all the way back to 2016 before we even started podcasting. Um yeah I think it's just more so I guess a testament to um our friendship as well as as our our business um just taking what we did in college and finally turning it into something more than just those us getting having gatherings and, and writing poems and reading them <laughs> to each other yeah. <laughs> let's finally do something with it um because I feel like aside from that the only thing I really did in college to as far as my poetry was I was when I did the campus movie fest and I turned my poem into a short film um yeah I was my main actress I was like girl you should do this 
she was like okay <laughs> it didn't have it was no there was no dialogue it was all music but it was based off line for line a poem that I wrote um mm-hmm. about being with somebody or being in love with somebody else <laughs> mm-hmm. or thinking about somebody else wanting to be with somebody else what that world would be like um so yeah that that's that's where it it starts um 2016 getting that getting that phone call and deciding to actually turn our thoughts into a reality yeah I would say for me um I knew for the longest since I was in middle school that I wanted to have a book what kind of book I wasn't sure a novel I didn't want it to be like a history book about me or anything like (laughs) that but I just knew that like in the front of the book, how did these people get their names on the book? And I just always envisioned my name on a, a cover of a book. And one time I was cleaning out my room, thinking I'm doing spring cleaning. Then I came across all these books that I had. And I'm like, maybe I can use these. But while going through my poems, a lot of them weren't on the same theme. Or I didn't feel like a lot of them were mature enough to be, you know, published. Um, They felt like, uh, I don't know, they just didn't hit enough to like, feel comfortable with other people reading it Mm -hmm. and I reached out to my brother and I asked him because he's into poetry he writes and recites and everything too and I told him about my interest of having a book and I asked him how many poems I would need in order to have a solid book and he said I would say a good 15 I ain't had a good 15 I had maybe four eight seven (laughs) like and then I also thought about like some poems that um that I like memories that I had with poetry would go back to college like how Moni said when we would share our poems with one another we'd like swap books real quick you read mine I'll read yours or I just wrote this what do you think and then I think about excuse me the time where um me Moni and our other friend Jaslyn we were talking about like how boys are so immature when do they ever become men and we wrote a poem like that so I'm like if we were able to do that back then like I want to try that again but also um and like we used to say love loud like that was our name sometimes because Moni didn't like when I said loud love so I didn't it was only based off where we were where our side of the room was so since I was on the left loud went first I was like nah we gotta switch this <laughs> yeah we switching this around loud love is giving people the wrong idea <laughs> yeah and the colors of our room gave another wrong idea too so we didn't need any more confusion but basically, um, I always liked the way that Moni wrote her poetry. I liked the way that we connected in that way. And I felt like like I could never get the idea of love loud, love loud out of my head. So I was like, I gave it some time because I didn't want to regret it. So I gave it some time before I called Moni. And then when I finally called her, I knew I was set on that idea. I just needed her to say yes. And it was a immediate yes. So it makes sense for you um, saying like, yes, because it seemed like something that you were uh like letting having a thought in your head too of creating a book too so maybe me reaching out was the final thing that you needed for us to go ahead and do this thing together that's what I'm saying that little that little push I was like you know what might as well I've been sitting on these poems for years yeah as well put them in a book (laughs) and now they're out there so many people have our books and was able to get feedback and everything like that so I'm excited about the journey that we've had thus far and if, if it wasn't for that I was still I probably wouldn't write as many poems as I have since then, or I probably would still have my books collected in the closet. I probably would never go into a poetry night or gotten up in front of a mic in front of people to share. So I appreciate the 
connection that we were able to make in that even though it was made before but now it's like an llc now like it's official right. like official we now <laughs> it's on paper <laughs> yes it's on paper speaking of paper when did you um start your writing journey like where do you remember being like how hmm. did you write writing journey i guess i can go as far back as I can remember, I want to say middle school because middle school is around the time where I got into um, writing forums and started writing fan fiction. And for those that don't know, fan fiction is where you would create fictional stories, but you would put real life celebrities in them. So let's say somebody wrote a story and had Mariah Carey be, Mariah Carey be the main character or Usher okay. or Kiki Palmer, but like using real life celebrities. So I would be in the forums Around that time, it was all about Bow Wow and B2K. So every girl girl that was writing at the time (laughs) would use their names. And then they had it to where you would put Y slash N, which means you would insert your name in the space wherever it was in the story. So some people were writing like play style. It could be Y, N, dash. And it would have the dialogue. Or some people wrote it novel style. So people were writing in different different types of ways. What I loved about it so much, which is different from how the internet is now, we didn't know who anybody was. We couldn't see any pictures picture of anybody we couldn't hear anybody's voice it was just a matter of people just truly being into the story and comments mm-hmm. like oh my gosh I can't believe he would do that what's she gonna do now you have to write more yes so so intrigued which made it more interesting so I was using my lunchtime to go to the the computer lab in middle school on the the old school the original map uh <laughs> the original mat with the color with the see-through oh my mat. god <laughs> <laughs> the original mac desktop go into the forum and start typing my story it's not something that i drafted i would literally just sit there and think of it off the top of the dome just do do or i would go home <laughs> and i would write it in my notebook i still have binders to this day that i've to this, day. To to this day. day writing from my um a binder full of stories I would just separate my stories with a divider and I would write all my stories out by hand because I didn't have a laptop at the time so the best thing for me to do was to write everything down so when I was in high school no this was still middle school it started in middle school so I guess eighth grade going deeper into (laughs) into middle school um I would like sometimes if I had some extra time in class and I wasn't really doing anything or not really paying attention I would (laughs) (laughs) write in my um write in my stories on just line notebook paper and I would pass it around people would be reading it and be like oh you write that next part yeah like people would be looking like the <laughs> next day in school for the next part of the story like girl that was so good girl you gonna write some more at lunch <laughs> <laughs> so like that's middle school is when my writing journey began because I think um as a child I used to get lost in books and I used to be like like so lost like I could see it playing out in my head and I was yeah. always I'm like I want to be able to do that like I want to be able to write something so people get lost in it and just in a trance like just so much into the story that either they can relate to it or just so interesting that they can't look away mm. um so I've always wanted to be able to do that I can't remember the first script that I wrote that I wish I could remember but I wrote so many at a time I have such a scatterbrain I write one and go to another one um but yeah I literally still have those binders I wish I had them here they're in California but I wish I had them here so that y'all could like physically see like I was I was I was I was true to that thing I wasn't new to that thing I, I was true and I did it uh through college and then when I finally you know got a computer I started typing them up but yeah 
that's where it all started middle school yeah mine started in daycare when I started to scribble on paper it was just art it was just always art you know <laughs> a little artist uh but as far as my memory can take me back it goes to middle school as well um I remember like I used to I'm sure like there was a teacher where you know you learn poetry you learn what that stuff is or whatever I was I was always into writing not big essays and stuff like that but it was always even with my work when my work was done it was always fun to go back and read what I um was able to draft up or complete um but as far as like creative writing uh it takes me back to when I would hear songs like Monica's So Gone or Brandy sitting up in my room or, you know, like songs that came out when I was around that age. Right. It brings me back to this book. <laughs> this is my Girl, little- Girl, not you pulling your, your notebook out on me when I literally just said I wish I could pull out my binder. I know. I thought it was a segue <laughs> um, because this is uh, of the one of the books that I still have that I wrote like um I would basically take titles of like I said songs and different things so like this one says fighting temptations I'm just flip flipping uh flipping passing just to see just so you can see the closer I get to you oh I got a song about Jamil a poem by my Jamil my little brother about being <laughs> annoying crazy in love <laughs> so gone here so gone can I read it so you want to read so gone go read, go read it read it so gone like yesterday, so gone like February, because today is May, so gone like my ex, so gone boy, you don't even believe me, then let's bet, so gone you weren't meant to be mine, like Monica said, devoted so much time, but sorry, you're too late, by the way, I already found someone new to date, so get out of my way and find someone new, I don't want you because you ain't nothing but a bugaboo. <laughs> I feel a little destiny child in there. <laughs> yeah. This I didn't put dates or anything, but like this is my little like this is how old the book is. It's like <laughs> Yeah, that's how it's similar to mine. I told you I'm, most of my poems from high jealous? school, no dates. Just thoughts. Yeah. Well, this one is a thought too. Uh Cuddles, that was my dog. I will never forget my pet dog Cuddles. My mom gave him away because he was not trained good enough. I love him. So it's like a little journal and then yeah. like some poems I, I typed and then some stuff I wrote look but this is like look like a script because it says person person one person two person one mm -hmm. person two. like it's always like a lot of creating creative writing even though I wasn't like trained like Moni went to school for you know know how to do scripts and stuff like that I wasn't trained in it but I like have journals where I uh wrote stuff so it all started when I was a little girl just like trying to recreate like my perspective of a thought, like somebody put a thought out there and I'm not like, I got to write this out. Like what my thoughts came from that or a song, or I would have wrote it like this way or what my little 12 year old brain told me to write. So that's where my, my writing journal began. Yeah, that's so funny. I did something, I did something similar. I actually have a story called, can we talk for a minute? Cause I was listening oh, to Stephanie Campbell and I was like, I like that. And then inspiration comes from everywhere <laughs> yeah, it's true it's true what types of and which one do you enjoy most and why wait repeat the question I think you broke up a little bit oh dang I didn't mean to break up with you like that 
<laughs> what are the different types of writings you do and which do you enjoy the most and why? All right. So of course I know I write poetry. I also am a screenwriter. I write screenplays. It means I write movies, short films, feature films, television shows. Um, I do some blogging. I have done some short story writing that I got into over the past couple of years. I've recently gotten into wanting to write a novel. So I started writing like my first chapter just to get into like a rhythm of trying to start writing a novel. Um, what other forms of writing do I do? Journaling. I definitely do journaling. Not as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. um, Text messages. <laughs> right. I, just, I think I put more notes in my phone now <laughs> than I actually do write down on paper. Um, but yeah, I would have to say, yeah, poetry, screenwriting, different forms of screenwriting, sh um, short stories, um, trying to get into novel writing and, and journaling and some blogging. I like yeah I've done I've done some some blogging as well my favorite medium at the top of the list is most definitely is screenwriting like like I said just going back to when I started writing when I was in middle school and just telling stories and people being yeah. enthralled in it and wanting more that's where it all started I wanted I was writing scripts before I knew what scripts were um because I also did um stage plays we had one assignment we had to write our own stage play so I did that once before so that's how I kind of got into it a little bit but mm -hmm. I didn't really dive deep into it until I did go to film school and actually learn the formatting on how to properly create a screenplay but I love character development um I love creating the world I love creating the dialogue I just love being enthralled into the story and then allowing other people to take what I wrote and like be able to relate to it yeah. um I don't know it's an amazing process for me and some people be like oh my gosh I can't believe how can you do that sometimes I don't know how I do it either it's not an easy process I'd be having to brainstorm sit on it come back like my outlines be looking crazy I'd be having notes on the wall <laughs> I'd be having <laughs> using my post-its and all types of things to help me outline my stories but the it's the, I think it's the end product for me like yes the process and like the pre-planning and the pre-production of it all but then also like the end product and having people read it and give me feedback and help me to make it better and mm -hmm. then like fully being done with it like yes this is mine I'm done like that's why I'm so proud that I was able to teach my students how to do it last school year I'm like y'all don't even understand y'all not gonna realize how what y'all did how great it is that y'all were able to make a five-page screenplay and then some of them went beyond five pages I'm like that's not an easy feat like y'all did that <laughs> y'all told stories like if you really wanted to you can build on this um film it you know one day like y'all y'all are writers you're you're screenwriters now so I was like I which is one of the reasons why I'm teaching it like I wish I'm like who who could I have been now had I had that when I was younger you know so yeah I just I just love that I'm able to just hone in on my craft and truly be able to tell stories I have not been screenwriting as much as I would like to but I'm definitely planning to get back into it my plan is to by the end of the year at least by December to actually write a screenplay get some feedback on it um and a bonus would be to have a table read like actually have people read it and get some live feedback after reading through it I would really really love to do that so I got to get it back into my screenwriting bag you know I mean I got so many ideas that I've been writing down <laughs> but yeah screenwriting is my favorite I love telling stories <laughs> um 
Mine, I would say poetry. Well, okay, I forgot to answer the first question. <laughs> I write poetry. I write blogs. I'm the typical person who made journal here and there. Um, I I think I do enjoy essays. Like when I was in school, that was never really a problem. I'm just a procrastinator. Um, but I'm not like a script writer or anything like that. I did try to write a novel once, but I think it was too much too close to my story because it was based off of a situation that I went through that is probably still on my Google Drive, but I just like never went back um to finish it or to try to work on it. Um but I remember I'm the one that was telling you it should be a book. A lot of people said it should have <laughs> been a book because it was crazy. But um my favorite is poetry. And I think my favorite is poetry because I'm also thinking about my art, like visual art that I have and a lot of it starts off as a challenge like can I regarding my art can I draw a dog like I shared before can I draw a cat can I draw um hands like it's just like something that I feel like I can't do so um the same thing regarding um poetry can I write about people being in love with each other but use symbolism and People, like it sounds like I'm talking about a volcano or an ocean, but I'm really talking about this topic. Or can I talk about, um, can I twist this song to be something else? And like, you know, just mirroring a whole different experience and it ends up coming up dope. Or I'll be sitting here watching TV or sometimes I'm driving and I hate when it happens when I'm driving because I'm like, I don't, ha I can't write it down. And then by the time I get to a red light, I forgot exactly how I worded it. And the wording mattered because then that, last that last word of that first line connected the second line so that it rhymed is like it all matters so I was like dang I forgot it but um sometimes something will come to my mind and then I'll pause the tv and just like can I expand this line okay let me put this here let me put this here like rearrange it so that it makes it tells a story because I also see that some people music too they come up with stuff that's rhyming or that's catchy but what happened to songs and poems and spoken word that tells a story and that's what's most important for me like you're you're sitting here and you're saying you like scripts because people can uh you're creating a story and then people can relate to that story and it, it feels good but for me it's it's the same thing but going into my my artwork and my my writing poetry too this is my story with a little twist as well, but can you relate to it? Does it make sense when you read it? Is it telling that story that I want you to get from it? If it's not telling that story, then I need to go back or it doesn't feel good to me because you don't like, you don't understand the, I'm like the, the stages that I'm trying to get you through. So it's again, more than, more than about rhyming words, more than a pretty collection or anything, but making it go like making it make sense, like a a book, a novel, a short story. Yeah, it's I mean poetry, poetry is storytelling. Shoot, my favorite my favorite poet, storyteller is Tupac. You feel me? <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely it's all it's all storytelling. It's all enthralled in how people perceive and um create their own perception of what it is that they're saying and how they relate to it, whether it's the way that they're watching a movie or reading a story or reading poetry at the end of the day. What's the message received? Mm -hmm. You know, how did it resonate? How did that make you feel? 
How does it feel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are some rituals, if any, that you do before or while you are writing? Ooh, I definitely have a playlist that I go to for when I'm writing. So depending on what it is that I'm writing, like some songs with my um with screenwriting, I have playlists specifically for what I'm writing about. So let's say I was writing a show that takes place in the 90s. While I'm writing it, I'm going to be listening to my 90s playlist. It's just I'm going to use music that I envision being on that particular show, short film, movie, whatever. Set in um, the so I, exactly yeah. try to set the tone for what I want the vibe to be like for um for the particular a screenplay that I'm writing okay um so yeah I, and I do actually have I have a writer's playlist I need to update it but like if I'm just writing randomly like sometimes I'm just in a mood to like journal I might turn on some jazz music I have another playlist that's uh just a writer's playlist it got a lot of J. Cole on it um just it just depends on the type of mood that I'm in or what I want to listen to there mm -hmm. are times where I do meditate because I have to step away a lot to give myself a brain break. <laughs> Sometimes I got to turn on my praise break playlist, like, Lord, I need you. I need you. Um, but yeah, I definitely meditate, listen to a lot of music. The genre change periodically depending on what I'm writing. Um, and sleep. Sometimes I just need to sleep. Come back to another day. You're not going to do it today. <laughs> you need to sleep. You need to think about it. And most likely, I'm going to end up having a dream or having a thought about it. Um while I'm while I'm sleeping or even like stepping away like during the day or like the next day randomly popping to my head like oh my gosh I know how to end that scene I'm like let me write this down real quick sorry uh which is why I keep a notebook on me I keep a notebook on me everywhere I go um because like I always say inspiration comes from everywhere and um when I have that idea if I can't put it in my phone real quick I prefer to I prefer to write it down in my little notebook that I keep in my purse but yeah that's that's pretty much the most real uh ritualistic thing that I do aside from like making sure I set up my laptop I gotta make sure I have my tea I gotta make sure that I got my pens for highlighting for whatever I need like I gotta be good to go and in the zone hit play on that playlist crack them fingers <laughs> let's let's get into <laughs> let's get into the storytelling let's check that outline where we at <laughs> the latter part is me when I'm writing um not creative well I guess everything is creation right but um when I'm writing like essays or research purposes I have to like I'm I have to have things organized even when I'm reading a book I know we're not talking about reading a book but yeah when I'm reading a book um I like like if I start off on a page and it's like oh this is real good not like a novel not like not like uh sister soldier books but like <laughs> you know like uh self-help books or yeah, yeah. stuff like that I pull out my highlights and I'm like okay yellow is for definitions pink is for I need to use this for myself Ooh, you annotate kind of, annotate okay. yeah I annotate I'll write on the side you know different stuff like that so that's how I am when I'm writing too um certain things I like to have things organized in a certain type of way when I'm writing like my pink pen or my purple pen or mm -hmm. things like that even when I talked about my calendar that I just got um I tried to like okay everything in pink means love loud everything that's purple means personal stuff mm -hmm. I, I, I try sometimes I lose the pen so I gotta switch the color up <laughs> <laughs> now it means right um but ritual wise my main thing is do not disturb 
I do not like to be interrupted when I'm writing anything creatively 100% because it's like, it's a thought. Like some, like mommy said, sometimes a thought just comes to you. You got to pull out your little notebook or my notes from my phone and just put it down real quick um, before it goes away. And if I'm interrupted, it's probably not going to come back to me. You just messed it up. So, so you won't mess it up. Let me put it on do not disturb. Let me lock the doors. So I'm not like, Auntie Yaya, somebody come into my room. <laughs> um, and then I, it depends. So like when I try to write uh, an intimate, like me and my boo thing kind of poem, I had to set the tone for that. So I put on like, uh, that dun, 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 like songs, songs like that that will like put me in that space um to think about it or like sometimes I'll put uh if I'm writing about like a heartbreak I'll put a sad song but it's the the volume is a little low though so I can like mm. think and I don't want to like feel like I'm too like hearing it too much that it becomes it comes in my poem but just give me like put my mind there um yes similar to what I do just help set the tone for like the Mm-hmm. for what you're for what you're writing yeah and then of course I gotta have a snack by my side <laughs> with my water because uh sometimes it doesn't come it's not like a five minute thing especially with poems it's not mm-hmm. even though I might I could read it to you in five minutes well less than five minutes but it's I gotta sit there I gotta rearrange the stanza and everything like that it's it it comes to me in different ways, but it's not coming to me the way that I'm reading it to you now. Right. Um, I need a which, glass of wine so I can get in my feelings. <laughs> not, not, well, not that, but it's more so I need this stuff here because I might want it within that hour or that time frame. And if I get up, then that's canceling out my do, do not disturb because then I'm disturbing myself by getting up to go get something. Mm-hmm. So I make sure, like how you said, you make sure you have the utensils, the pens and everything next to you. I make sure I got my snack and my water or whatever else I might want my blanket like whatever it is that I need um it does I don't have to be like in this particular space I don't have to like be in my bedroom or be at a desk like I can be in my car I can be on the couch I can be at the park like different spaces that does not matter as long as I'm like disconnected and if I am around other people that person please know that do not disturb me like if I am around somebody else it's probably quiet time they're doing their own thing I'm doing my own thing and I know I'm not going to be disturbed or they're writing excuse me they're writing a poem too so like oh let's have a poetry writing session kind of like that mm-hmm. so next uh I feel like I was kind of getting into it what what is your editing process so do you how do you go about writing you said that you have a notebook there you said that you sometimes it's paper and pen but um, is there a specific editing process that you have? Do you use apps or people to help you? My initial editing process is to just throw up on the paper. Like whatever thoughts come to mind, don't worry about it being perfect. Just get it out in the most imperfect way. Whatever is on the mind, jot it down, get it out. Then I go back and I edit to what's supposed to make sense. Especially, uh, I do it in my poetry. I do it when I write an essay. I don't want to write a blog. Like, don't worry about the formatting or nothing. Just get your thoughts and feelings out onto the paper. Like that, I, I feel like that's pretty much for anything. And then go back and edit. Um, and then once I go back after, to do my second edit, um, I'll probably run it through a spell check for uh, grammatical purposes. And then for uh, like poetry, 
I guess for pretty much anything, I'll send it to somebody to get their opinion on it so they can let me know what they're thinking about it, whether it be blog, poetry, um, or I most likely will read the poem to someone because usually when I send it, somebody wants me to read it. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, this not hitting for me. Can you read it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, girl, yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely with screenwriting, it's so many times I go through the editing process with that. Send it to somebody, they'll give me some notes, give me some feedback. I'll do another edit send it back, back and forth until it's like fine and pristine. Like you'll see like versions of my script to be like version one, version two, version three, version 12. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, even though it sometimes can be a long, tedious editing process, I still love it so much because of the way that it comes out in the end. Um, especially when I'm having people read it and it resonates with them and it resonates so much that they think I wrote about them. My writer people know. My writer people know. <laughs> I can't relate to somebody reading something like, you writing about me? No, actually, I'm not. But that means I did my job well because I was inspired by something else and you were able to resonate with that, um, which was sometimes used to scare me about writing because I didn't want people to think that I was directly writing about them because they were in similar situations and me having to explain like, no, that's not you. You're not right. the only person that has gone through something like that. There may have been, um, there, there's definitely bits and pieces that you can relate with. Hell, I can relate to it. That's why I wrote it. <laughs> okay. um, but I would never just blatantly take somebody's story, write it without their permission. Um, but like a lot of people's stories and experiences, like they intersect. So I would expect, I wouldn't, um, ex I would expect people to read it and um think that it was about them so I've gotten over that hurdle I think the only person for sure for sure that can say that I've written about them is my mother <laughs> because I specifically wrote something for her to be like wait a minute that's me why are you talking about me and my blood pressure pills and it was a mother that I was that was um whose role it was so she definitely knew it was her like mother you inspired me she was like that's all right it's good <laughs> but yeah so also if, as far as my editing process I like to send my work out to different types of people who read different types of things so not um, different types of people. She got aliens reading it. <laughs> she got doctors. So she got... Some people don't read screenplays. They write novels or I just, or some people don't even know what the formatting of a screenplay is or how it's supposed to be. But as long as they can read the story and give me <laughs> questions, like I was like, how can I make it better? Is there anything that doesn't make sense? Like anything like that. Or even too, when I'm sending an email, I said, quick to hey, my, I'm about to send this email out. I need you to, uh, I need you to read this. That's she be like, that's too many words. You, you saying too much two sentences that's it why are you putting all that in there they don't need to know all that i was like oh all right but i already grammatically corrected it yeah and then uh grammarly is my best friend grammarly i use almost every day i have it on my phone i have it on my computer um i definitely triple check my work when it comes to grammarly i very much appreciate having that app on my phone and on my computer um it automatically lets me know like how an email is sounding or um how like something is sounding in a paragraph if I'm trying to make it sound like more professional or a little more nice or more stern I'm using the wrong words but it'll tell you um where where you are as far as like your verbiage and how it's coming off when you when you write something so and then also it's it spell checks everything so yep that's pretty much my process I do a little sum sum give it to somebody else they give it back to me give me some feedback and I fix it until I feel like it's ready to be done so for me, um, if it's essays or an email, sometimes text messages, I send it to my first go-to person, depending on the text message, but let's just stick to <laughs> essays. <laughs> essays and like um, 
no work related or school related stuff i sent it to my mom um and that's after microsoft word and whatever else did its thing i sent it to my mom for support before i send it off to a professor or a professional um a lot of times with emails is just to i say out loud this is my point and then is, am I making that point the same thing that I just shared about the poetry am I making that point in the email because I don't I hate going back and say oh I forgot to say this or this wasn't mm-hmm. said or whatever um but yeah it was my first editor was my mom um that I always depend on her and my family depends on her too like my cousins will send her stuff my brother my aunt she's that person that you go to she was out before Grandma Lee was out okay <laughs> on the editing uh when it came to poetry, um, I remember having a conversation with my brother because it just sometimes I didn't know the placement where my periods or explanation points should go, or am I saying this loud or am I not? Like, where should it go? And he basically helped me to understand that there's no official rule of punctuation um, or how your format has to be, or do if you want to capitalize or if you don't want to capitalize. Like, all that is your is your world. And the people, the readers are just in it. Like you can mm. make it however you want it to be. And that helped me because I was like nervous of, which is a running thing. Uh, just don't, don't want to be incorrect about something. So I just needed that support, which helped me to like, okay, I don't have to worry about that. Let me just write. Um, my editing process for poetry. Um, I always think about the movie um, thing I just had the name in my head the five heartbeats when he was writing no matter how hard you try we can't just say we can't just say goodbye something like that and he was like writing the lyrics to the songs and tossing the paper and writing the lyrics and tossing the paper and then the sister picked it up and like not in order but in the movie they were making the lines flow and putting the song together and when I'm writing like I said earlier sometimes lines come to me and they're not in order and I still, I think I still have the papers from one of my latest poems that I wrote, where it's like scratching off here, writing here, a star asterisk here, the rest of that is over here, the letter A, like a tiny A here, that means go to that other A there, like one, two, three, like all over. So I'm like decoding the poem as I'm writing it. I finally typed it because I got tired of like flipping the papers or whatever. But the same way, if you saw the five heartbeats, how he wrote stuff, that's the way that um that I would write to. And sometimes it'll be on post-it notes and just random stuff, like whatever. Cause I'll write somewhere and then it's coming from somewhere else and I'll come across it like, oh, I don't remember writing this, but let me finish it off, kind of thing. So just pulling putting puzzle pieces together pretty much. Um yeah, and proofreading, uh with my poetry, I don't really like have people proofread because of what I just said about my brother, but it's more so of like, is my message, like I said, is my message yeah. getting across? Um, and a lot of the messages getting across is how me and Moni's, the collaborative poems that we have together came across because we used to send poems to each other and then send it back already completed. <laughs> um, <laughs> or like finish it and then it's like, Sometimes I'd be like, oh, she thought she finished. No, I'm going to add more. And then I bounce it back to her. She'd like, add more. And it's like, those became the puzzle pieces too. So I will say that's a part of the editing process as well. Um, while I'm speaking, I'm thinking about 
uh the rituals when I said the D and D. I don't know why my mind went here, but I remember just like thinking about like how ideas just randomly come to you. Mm-hmm. I was sub teaching a class and um an idea came to me and I could not get it out of my head. And I just like for that whole day, like just kept writing the poem down on different pieces of paper and I had to come back later like which one went first like putting that puzzle piece together too because obviously if I have a class from a middle school kids I can't have them on hush for the rest of the day <laughs> I transition them I gotta do this the work or whatever for them too but like that was like I think maybe that's the first market that I can remember of being in an environment where I can't sit on do not disturb the rest of the day like I have a job that I have to do I can't ignore it because they talk, you know, they do things. Um, but yeah, that's all a part of the experience of writing, which I think is a beautiful thing too. Um, not everything that comes to your mind comes in order. Mm-hmm. It's disorganized chaos, but you're able to put it together and make it flow and make something beautiful of it. Right. I'm a professional chaos coordinator. What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your writing journey and things about you as a writer yeah 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 we're gonna now move on to our dorm story segment featuring child author tyler blue see y'all over there Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? In today's dorm story segment, we have the youngest guest ever to embrace truth carpet. We have child author Tyler Blue, who is going to discuss his children's book, A Rainy Day. So first and foremost, Tyler, let the people know how old are you and what inspires you to write a children's book? Well, as you previously stated, my name is Tyler Blue, and I'm 11 years old. And what inspired me to start writing my books was, well, when I was young, when I was young, about three years old, I was very proficient at reading. So as I started to get older, I gained the desire to like help younger people also learn to read, because I think that it's a very important skill once you like grow up. So I wanted to really help. Awesome. Just sitting here and listening to you speak, you are very proficient with your words. I'm actually very impressed. (laughs) And And the fact that you wanted to feed into other children to ensure that they know how to read also is very honorable of you. I love that. Thank you. The other part I like is too, you said age three. So that stuck out because a lot of people don't think that babies or toddlers or even people your age um have input or matter or have things to say or want to give back so it really means a lot for us as grown-ups <laughs> to hear <laughs> what you have to say and that you want to give back to other people so thank you for sharing that thank so you. the actual process how did you go about creating your book um well I'd say the full process was well I was very young when I started making my books around six years old and at that age, I wasn't really the best at just straight writing. However, with okay. with some help from my mother, we all like together, we were able to make some pages and we were able to like group together enough words to just make a good book for children to like understand. And we just wanted to make sure that we had it like good 
we wanted to make sure that we had it to the proficiency where a child could read somebody younger than me so we had to like base it down a little bit more but yeah yeah we I want to look it up okay so i want to know um your book is called a rainy day did you choose that book that book title or the theme of your book because you like rain or you really had a favorite rain uh rain coat or rain boot or what what inspired you to write the the story that you wrote so this one is a pretty funny story so around the age that I started to write my books, like whenever it would rain, I would always, I, would always, I had this kind of duck coat and some boots and a little raincoat that I would wear whenever it was raining. And I would always go out into the backyard and jump into the puddles. So Aww. like, because my mom saw me do this, when I was trying to find a topic for my book, she like reawakened that memory. So I decided to make a book about that. Something a little fun that I like to do when I was younger. Now, right behind you, I can see a little bit of some raindrops, seem like raincoats and rain boots. Is that the illustration for the book behind you? Oh, yes. I actually have it right here. This is my book. Aww. Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. It is. So uh, did you illustrate yourself? Like, did you draw little cartoons and then have a professional help you to design your cover and the pictures inside of your book? Well, at six, not so much, <laughs> but I did have a professional do it and they did really good. And um, I really enjoyed the illustrations and I liked how it looked a little cartoony. So yeah, I liked, I liked it. I liked the, yeah. We like it too. <laughs> so, what advice or encouragement would you share with others who may be listening, whether they're kids or adults? Maybe they want to write a book. What would you suggest they do? I would definitely suggest that if you have that idea in mind, then you should always just strive for it. You shouldn't stop until you're ready and complete with your success or progress. If you think you can't do it, then maybe take a break. But if you know you can, then just keep on going and you'll eventually succeed. Hallelujah, y'all. Eventually we'll succeed. Just keep going. Don't give up. Come on now. I love it. Come on, encouragement. Encouragement. I also would like to know, in addition to the advice, you may be only 11 years old, but there's a future ahead of you. What do you see yourself doing? Do you see yourself being a writer, writing more books? Do you see yourself going on another career path? What do you want to do, Tyler? Well, I'm not so sure about being an author. However, my future ahead, I plan to be a lawyer a family attorney or maybe a business attorney yes, okay, in a court of law so I can use my speaking skills, my public speaking skills to help in any way I can. Yes, absolutely. Helping other youth to want to, to help them read, but then also in the future, still choosing a career path that is still helping others. Bravo, Tyler. I, I can't wait to see what the future has in store for you. I can't wait to see what you um, what you grow into from just being so proficient at such a young age. I'm I'm amazed. <laughs> Most kids don't even know even close to what they want to do, which is fine. But the fact that you have this vision now, I can only imagine how you will prosper. Right. And most kids don't know what proficient means. This is right. the third time Simone had used that word <laughs> in, in this segment right here. So shout out to you, 
Tyler, I think we're going to be using the word proficient for the rest of this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to take that into my classroom. Let me use a proficient for the word of the week. <laughs> word of the week is proficient. All right. Tyler, before we go, thank you so much for being here. We want you to let the people know where they can find you or your book to purchase because there's definitely a lot of listeners that have young ones that would love to have um, this book in their hands for their children. So you can contact me. I mean, you could find me on Instagram at Dr. Tyler Wu. And in case you didn't know already, I also have two other books. I didn't um, know that. Have a sunny day and a snowy day. Oh, um, my God. Three, three books in, y'all. Three, yeah. three books in. That is amazing. We thought it was just the one. Look at that. <laughs> right. Wait, I have another question. I have another question. How does it feel to have the thoughts that you had in your head and creating these ideas and putting into it, sorry, putting it into fruition with your mom? How does it feel to see your projects? be in your hands or something that people can purchase to be honest I feel really proud about it because of all this work that I've done and I know there's not a lot of people my age that can say that they've done as many things as I have they've made they've been an author to three books they've been to many different places done book readings for people older than them and inspired other people and other children but I would have to sum it up and say that I'm very proud of myself and I want to that's what's up. I'm proud, I'm proud of, of you too. <laughs> <laughs> I am proud of you too, Tyler. I am, yes, I'm very proud. That's puts a smile on my face. Yes. So we're definitely going to put the link to your Instagram as well as the link to your books down in the description box on YouTube and our podcast platform so that everyone can be in the know, follow you when you come up with your fourth book or when you right. become <laughs> And then also support you and purchase your books. Yeah, I might even have you come to the school to talk to my students, inspire them with something that they want to do in their lives, to know that there are children their age doing something now. You don't have to wait to be an adult or go to high school or be in college. You can do something right now. So continue to be an inspiration, Tyler. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, Thank well. you. <laughs> for your time. We appreciate you. Until next time. See ya. <laughs> Bye. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. Yes, this is it. Episode 13 is now coming to a close. But before we go, we need to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So for our first thing, we want to make sure that we give a shout out to Tyler Blue. Thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast it was a pleasure having you talk about your experience as a writer um and just learn a lot from you as a a child author your um your journey that you went through so if you're listening we're gonna put his information down below but you can find him on instagram dr tyler blue that's d-r-t-y-l-e-r-b-l-u-e um and of course He's going to be posted on our Instagram page, so you can just click that link to go along and follow him that way if you prefer. All right, and since we are still, well, actually, 
we're actually going into September. So I'm not going to tell you the August question of the month. I'm going to tell you the September question of the month, which is, I yeah. have no idea what it is. Because <laughs> I just realized when we originally did this, it was the August question of the month. But when this comes out, it is going to officially be September. September, yes. Let me, <laughs> I mean, because I was like, oh, wait. No, I posted it. And then I'm like, no, that was August. <laughs> that was August. August was talking about board and card games now we're in september and we're talking about something else <laughs> yes we are talking about what is a talent that you wish you had yes we are talking all about the talent so do you wish you could play an instrument do you wish that you could dance do you wish that you were a scientist you were able to i don't know Put chemicals, together, put chemicals together in a lab. I don't know, but that is the September question of the month. What talent do you wish you had? Maybe you wish you had more than one, but make sure that you find the question of the month on our Instagram page and put your answer right on underneath there and look for our video when it's posted up on YouTube. You can answer under there as well and listen to our answers. Yes, and speaking of YouTube, if you watch our YouTube content, if you like our podcast, if you like our Instagram, we ask that you kindly leave a review for us to let us know how you feel about what we're doing or if you have any input about the topics that we're discussing, you can you can type that down or you can literally say it on our Anchor account. So you go over to Anchor and you can push the little record button and leave us a review that way if you want to hear your voice on our podcast or maybe our social media content. Alright y'all. And just like summer is coming to a close Truth Carpet is also coming to a close. Girl we got what? Three more episodes left? We got three more episodes left in the season. I remember when it was 15 I was like dang. We are down to three, and it's crazy to think that we've been doing this every other week since February. I think it's, I think about it every time when it comes down to the close, and like we've really been getting down with the get down despite whatever happens, obstacles, blase, blase. We still do the damn thing. The no audio. <laughs> twice. Happened twice this season, but that is not stopping us. We're still putting out this content and giving y'all what y'all need, being all up in y'all ears every two weeks. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to us for the consistency. Yes, absolutely. And invite me to a cookout. <laughs> the way your face is when you're saying that. It's so funny. Like, Where the cookout at? I'll, I'll do some poetry. Just give me some barbecue. I haven't been to one cookout this year. Really? I'm, dang, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't been to a cookout either. Who's cooking? Oh, I got one. I got one. I'm going to text you after this. Okay, let me know. Because I'm like, I ain't been outside. I ain't started smelling no grill. Little, right. little, little burnt link with the little in it. Okay, you know. Ooh, I need a burnt, burnt, burnt. Yes, on the bun. Oh, what's the barbecue sauce? All right, so. <laughs> we hungry. We are hungry. That's all we need to go ahead and bring this completely to a close. <laughs> Thank you so oh, much, y'all, for listening to our episode for the new listeners, for the old listeners, and we're not talking about age, but maybe we are. But mm. thank you for listening. Thank you. We'll be back in your ears in two more weeks. Oh, stay black. Stay proud. Bow bow. <laughs> <laughs>